It's just really great to be with you guys. Uh, it was it was hard for me being here and leaving our church, you know, just a few blocks that way. I was there this morning. We were setting up. We were praying. We were uh, praying for you guys. We were praying for our church. We were praying over so many different things this morning. And and then uh, and we started at ten thirty. So I stayed until ten thirty. And then as they started the worship set, I kind of I kind of snuck out. So yeah. And you're like, who's, who's preaching? <laughs> so, uh, but when I came in here and just worshiping with you guys today, it was just phenomenal to be a part of another body of Christ in the city, not far from where we are, knowing that at the same time, there's another church down the road, there's another church over there, there's another church over here, and we're all worshiping Jesus together. So there's such unity in the Spirit this morning. There's such, there's such a palpable presence of the Spirit with us. And I just love that we're all seeking Jesus together in our city, and we want to see change and transformation happen. So we're going to talk today about blessing and cursing, and and what that means for us as followers of Jesus. And we're going to talk about blessing our city today, and how we and how we do that, because language is important. Like I told you, I have two daughters. When they were around three and four years old, our, my oldest one is Emerson. My youngest one, her name is Reagan. And uh, we we're sitting there, my wife and I, with our our two daughters, and I don't remember what we were doing. We were just playing a game or something. And my oldest daughter, Ray, uh, Emerson, she looks at me and she says, Ah, Daddy, you have an ant on your shirt. And we're inside the house. And I was like, Oh. It's like, Oh, how'd that get here? And I got, I got the ant in my fingers. And I was like, Look, girls, I just killed it with my bare hands. <laughs> and Reagan looks really confused. And they kind of chuckle. And Reagan looks confused. She looks at my wife and says, Daddy doesn't have bare hands. And we, yeah, it took us about that. We were like, wait, what? And she had mixed up bear with nothing on it with the animal bear. And she thought that I was saying I had bear claw hands, not naked hands. And, and that's just language, right? Language is so important. Language is important with, with, um, uh, it, it creates things, right? When we bless, we actually create things. Like we have the power to build up or to tear down. I mean, just think about the Lord. He He created by speaking things into existence, right? You think about if you've read anyone read the Chronicles of Narnia in here. The, the, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> nice. Um, uh, the first book, Aslan. He's he's singing things into existence. And it's such a beautiful picture of the intimacy and the care of our Lord God. That that. Uh, He's singing things. Like, I don't know. There's just such a, an amazing picture there. And we have that power. On the other hand, we also have the power to curse. We have the power to tear things down. We have the power to, to ruin things, to sow seeds of dissension and discord and strife and anger. And, and oftentimes, we're doing more of that than we are a blessing. And uh, as a church, as a corporate body, we need to be blessing our city. And so if you don't remember anything else from today, I want you to remember this one statement, and it's going to be up, up here on the screen. I don't know where Andrew has it. Yeah, next. <laughs> this statement, here it is, building our city. Building our city is a necessary part of receiving and giving the blessing of our Savior. Building our city is a necessary part of receiving and giving the blessing of our Savior. And we're going to talk about that in Proverbs 11. So... If you have a Bible, or it'll be up on the screen, you can turn to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 11 with me. And 
Uh, I'm just going to go through one verse this morning out of Proverbs and, and uh, talk about blessing and cursing. So it says here in verse 11, By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. By the mouth of the wicked, it is overthrown. I'll just read that one more time. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is overthrown. So let's start with blessing. What, what, is, what is blessing? Uh, essentially, blessing is a pronouncement of good things, right? It's, it's, a, it's a pronouncement of good tidings. And so when we bless, we're saying something is good or we're giving something that is good. And, and, but, but where does blessing come from? How, do, how can we do that? Where, where does that, where can we do that? How, where, where do we get that power from? Well, Fundamentally, that comes from God. It comes from being in relationship with God. And blessing is an expression of our relationship with God. Because he's good, right? And, and we can bless good things because we're in relationship with God. And also in the scriptures, blessing... There are many blessings of the scriptures. And many, many times, blessing isn't individual. It's corporate, and so the, the beauty of that is, as a church, as this church, New Life Church, you guys corporately can receive the blessings of the Father, and then you can give them out. What we do a lot of times as churches and as individuals is we receive blessings, and what do we do? Yeah, we hold on to them. Right? We want them for us. Yeah, we, we're, we're selfish, we're, we're, we want the Lord's blessings, but we're, they weren't given to us to hold on to them. They were giving, given to us to disperse them, to give them out. So when you receive blessing from the Savior, you're supposed to not hold on to it. You're supposed to seed it into our city, and that's what this verse is talking about. By the blessing of the upright, we do this. So who's the upright? Well, it's the righteous, right? And who's, who's the righteous? Well... It should be the church, right? Is, is it the church? I think if you asked our city, they might disagree with that. They'd say, I don't, I don't really see the church seeding righteousness into our city. I don't know if I see the church blessing our city. I see the church as a parasite on our city. I've heard that from city people. I see the church as not paying taxes. I see the church as uh, not doing a whole lot of good things. I see the church as causing division in our city. I see the church as causing strife in our city because they don't agree. They don't agree with us, and they're bigots. They're you know name your put your your nomenclature in there. Uh, and so I don't know if our city would agree with that. But but why not? Is the church the righteous? Are we actually the people of God? Now, I think if you ask a lot of church leaders, a lot of church leaders would say, I don't, I don't know if I can call my church the, the righteous people of God. Um, and essentially, the righteous are the ones who are in Christ Jesus, right? Uh, who are, who have, uh, who have received the righteousness of, of God. And he says here, and we'll talk about that a little later, but he says here that it's by the blessing of the righteous, by the blessing of the upright, that a city is, is what? A city is built up. A city is exalted. 
And so, are we doing that? As a church, as individuals, as part of the body of Christ, are we actually blessing our city? Are you blessing our city? The Raptors just won, right? The championship history was made. I watched almost every game this season. I, I watched a piece of every single game. Yeah, I was so, and I've, I'm, I'm not, I've never done that in an NBA season, but I knew Kawhi and I knew if he was with us, like, we were gonna take it. And so it was exciting in my house all year. I have two daughters, right? They don't love basketball. They love art and drawing things. But they were even excited. Like our whole city erupted. I don't know where you live in the city, but where I live, I don't live downtown. I live in Midtown. Even in Midtown, it was fireworks and people on the streets and everyone was going crazy, right? Like that should be a picture of the church in Toronto. That should be us, right? We're cheering over what? A game, a sport, a basketball. Like I told you, I watched, I watched almost every game this season. Uh, I watched a piece of every game this season for sure. Like, are we spending time with the Lord every day? Like, are we in the scriptures every day? Like, does the Lord get us that excited? Does the presence of the Spirit get us that excited where, where we're gonna cheer and we're gonna, we're going to go out and shoot. Hopefully we won't shoot fireworks. That was a little dangerous. Like some people could have lost eyes and stuff. But um, where we get so excited, where we're, we're just, we're beside ourselves. You know, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name who was leading worship this morning. Right there. Oh, Dan. Um, like you could see it in his throat, like in his neck, like the veins are popping out of his neck as he's singing to the Lord, right? Like, it was just so encouraging to me to see him so passionate about singing these songs to Jesus, right, and leading us in that. Where's our passion? Romans 12 says we need to be fervent in spirit, right? And yet we're just sitting here like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian in our city and it's hard and there aren't many Christians and, you know, like, look around, guys. Look at this church, right? Like, this is... This church is a testimony to willingness and obedience and perseverance that something new can happen in this city. Something great can happen from our God. And with small things in the kingdom, there's huge impact. Right? Like, so be encouraged this morning. Like We should be out in the streets cheering. Like When you leave here today, you should be cheering, let's go Jesus. Not let's go rafters. Like, let's go Jesus and go out and share your faith and, and bless our city. But oftentimes, we curse more than we bless. We say, ah, our city. Look at all the rainbow flags. Uh, look at all the, look at all the um, stuff about our city with taxes. And they're cutting education. They're, you know, all, all this stuff. We're, we're cursing our city instead of coming alongside them and saying, hey, how can we help? How can we push our city forward? Because by the blessing of the upright, it is exalted. Who else is going to bless our city? We're the upright. We're the righteous. We have that from Jesus. No one else is blessing our city, guys. It's us who can change Toronto. It's nobody else. It's us. We are the hope of the world in Christ Jesus. The church, his bride. And so we get to go out and we get to build up and bless, not go out and tear down and curse. So as a church... Trinity Life, 
we've sought to do that. Um, the DNA of our church is uh, just four letters, four words, Kingdom Disciple Society Church. Uh, so we are have a f- kingdom framework where we want to see the kingdom lens through the kingdom lens as kingdom citizens, as uh, followers of the king. And so kingdom citizens, we are disciples of the king who engage society, and out of that arises the church. Okay, kingdom Kingdom disciples engaging society, and now that rises the church, KDSC. And that's important because when we look at the church today, we, a lot of churches don't understand kingdom very well. Right? Like, we're, like, I actually didn't hear about the kingdom until I went to seminary. Uh, my family uh, started going to church when I was around 10 years old. My parents became believers. My sister and I followed later. And, um, and the Lord just grabbed our family through a church plant, much like, much like this, and, and, uh, set us on this trajectory towards, towards Christ. And, um, and we were like radically transformed. I mean, my dad was just, he's ex-military, so he was like a completely different person, uh, after he met Jesus. And that changed our entire family. You read in the, you read in the Bible when someone becomes a, a follower of Jesus and, and acts and the rest of the household gets saved? Like, that was our story. And we all grew up in the faith together and we were learning, we were growing. And then I went to business school, got called into, worked in advertising, then got called into ministry. And I had never heard about the kingdom of God. I never, I, I, no one had ever taught me about the kingdom of God yet. But it's what Jesus talks about all the time. Luke, it's all about the kingdom. Matthew, it's all about the kingdom. It's Jesus' first sermon, right? The book of Acts, our book on the church, is, is that we say is on the church, is not really about the church, it's about the kingdom. It starts with the kingdom, where Jesus is teaching on the kingdom of God, and he says, uh, it says there that before he leaves, before he ascends into heaven, he teaches to the disciples for 40 days on, not prayer, not the church, not discipleship, but on the kingdom. And it ends, the book of Acts ends with Paul preaching the gospel. This is the very last, last verse in the book of Acts. He's preaching the gospel not of salvation, not of your peace, not of your comfort, not of the church, of the kingdom. And so you have kingdom bookends in our church history book, right, in the, in the Bible. And, and so the kingdom is all over the scriptures. You can trace it from the beginning to end. So we want a kingdom lens. And, and as churches, we tend to do, we tend to focus on discipleship, on discipling people well. And that's good. That's the Great Commission. We're to make disciples. Right? But what do the disciples do? What are we discipling them into? Right? And, and for us in our church, we disciple people into engaging our city, into engaging society. Now, we also do all the other stuff too, right? Because you want to teach someone how to read the Bible. You want to teach someone how to pray. Jesus does these things. You want to teach someone how to uh, share their faith. You want to teach someone how to uh, do all the spiritual disciplines. Uh, so we want to do that as well. Uh, but we believe that once you engage society as a follower of Jesus, you're going to see the church arise out of that. When you put the church before the kingdom, you may never get the kingdom. But if you start with the kingdom, you're always going to get the church. Jesus starts with the kingdom in Matthew, and he doesn't even get to the church until chapter 18. Or 16, I'm sorry, chapter 16. Like, and that's it, you don't hear about it anymore until Acts. So, we want to start with the kingdom, we want to empower our people to empower our community. And there's three, there's three things I want to talk through 
that, that help us do this in our church that I want to give to you guys to help maybe uh, give you guys a framework for, for releasing your church. Uh, so the first one is benefit our city, don't burden our city. Uh, for our church, we do what's called domain engagement, and that is that is uh, basically domains. Yeah, let's flash that up there. So domains are this is called a domain map, and domains are the grid of society. So it's what we operate in. Just everybody's in everybody's in these domains. So in in the center, there's society. You see all these different things: city, family, tribe, individual identity is in the middle there. Um, and then outside, you have these eight domains. And if you're in here, you can probably identify with one or two of those. You know, you may be in cross domains. You may have a foot in, in one or the other. Don't silo yourself in one necessarily. Uh, but you have economics, ag, social work, com- communication, science and tech, education, governance, and health. And and then you have these little subdomains off of there. And they may be a little hard to read for you. I'll just read a couple. So out of communication, you have art, media, and design. Out of um, health, you have clinics, hygiene, nurses, and so on and so forth. So what we do at our church is, in order to empower our church to empower our community, and in order not to be a burden on our city, but be a blessing to our city, we identify everyone's domain and what they operate in so that we can release them in that. So uh, I, I grew up in, in churches and we started going to church that wanted to serve and wanted to work with the poor. Our church, Trinity Life, we're in St. Jamestown, so we focused there in the city. Uh, we started in Regent Park, which at that time was the largest social project housing development in Toronto. And I remember when we moved here, we moved here and I started meeting different pastors and different missions organizations leaders and different city leaders. And they all told me, don't start a church in Regent Park. Like, you will die there. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like, we will like, like physically or our church won't, won't survive. I think there's a little bit of both. Um, and, and so we went to Regent and we started there and we started by engaging the community. And, and Regent is, I don't know if, is anyone, does anyone live in Regent here? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we, I'm from the States. Like, Regent Park is nothing compared to where I grew up. Um, uh, it's, it's safe. It's, it's great. It's full of families. I don't know why, why everyone in the city was so scared of it, but a lot of the murders happen there in the city. Right? There's gang violence there. There, there's gang violence there. There was, uh, prostitution was rampant. There was, there was, uh, there's just a lot going on. It's why the city was pouring millions of dollars in a region. And so we saw the city working there and we said, we want to work with the city, so let's, let's go there. And we didn't start our church in a worship service, in a Bible study group, in a prayer group. We started by living on mission in the city. I just, so I just networked. And I have a business background, so they taught me how to do that. And I just went out, and I networked like crazy and met people. And we started working alongside organizations. And we sought to benefit our city, not burden them. So let's go to number two, and I'll show you how this plays out. Uh, Number two is see the salt in our city. So what we did, uh, also in our church, you have domain engagement. We pair that with... Uh, what we call asset-based community development. Any social workers in in the house today? No, no social workers. 
Uh, so A, B, C, D is what, what's the, what, what that's called. And so we paired those two together, and we said what we want to do is see the salt in our city. And this is Jesus preaching the kingdom, and then he goes into Matthew 5, and he says, we're to be what? We're to be salt, and we're to be light. And what does salt do? Well, it preserves. It, it preserves the culture, right? That, that's there. That God, God's called us to go in and preserve His culture that's there. And not just to preserve it, but to create it, to shine light into the darkness, right? To have the darkness flee. So we try to see different organizations in our city to, uh, partner alongside them. And this is our philosophy of engagement. And, and we wanna, cause we could go in a region and we can go in with a deficit based mentality and say, what is region missing? What is St. Jamestown missing? Right? And we could say, oh, let's go in here and do this because they don't have this. And a lot of times that's how we operate as a church. Right? We say, we have this, they don't have this, let's go do this. And we think we're helping. But we're actually hurting these communities when we do that. So we've said, okay, let's, let's mine the assets in this community and let's empower them in those assets. And let's push them forward. So instead of us going in and creating our own um, Christian tutoring service, instead of us creating our own Christian watercolors program or handbell choir, I don't know what we do as, as Christians, our own Christian whatever, we went in and we said, they're already ministering to families through the Boys and Girls Club. Let's partner with them. There's already a cultural voice in the community through the Regent Park Film Festival. Let's partner with them. There's already gathering spaces. The Aquatic Center is brand new. Let's partner with them. There's already an organization that, that focuses on cultural arts, Artscape. Let's partner with them. And we partner with all these organizations, and you're like, well, how? How do you partner with them? All I did was say, hi, I'm Mike. We're, uh, we want to help in the community. We have people. We have resources. We're a new church in the area, and we want to help push you forward in what you do. Now, at that time, it was just me and my wife, my two daughters. They didn't know that we didn't have, like, anybody with us. <laughs> uh, but we did have people, and we did have resources. And not very many, which they didn't know that either. Um, but we knew that if God wanted us to do this, he was going to provide. So we went in, and uh, we started with small things. We started with, uh, and then we had another family with us uh, who, who helped us out. And we started with um, just... Like building bookcases for the Regent Park Film Festival. Did we know how to build bookcases? No. Uh, but we did it. Well, I don't know if they're still standing today. <laughs> but we did it. We just served them. Uh, we went to the Boys and Girls Club and their space, they're doing spring cleaning. So we went and cleaned their space. And we just, we gathered about 20 people, went and cleaned their space. And guys, like, we did that one small thing. And just weeks later, they invited us to this volunteer banquet, and we were volunteers of the year, because we had done one thing, and it opened up the doors. Like, they asked me to teach public speaking courses. They, they um, offered us their space to worship, right? Like, they, um, a, a member of our church eventually, this is fast forward two years, so we went from cleaning up their youth space, which is full of, like, used Q-tips and stuff like that. It was so nasty. Um, we went from doing that to having a member of our church on their board of directors. Like, and they approached us for that. Like, that's how you transform an organization. That's how you transform a community. 
And, and what we did was we just saw the assets and we pushed them forward into that and they invited us in. And when we, you start with the hand and serving, you can get to the heart, their hearts start to open, and then you can get to the head and start to talk about beliefs, right? A lot of times we start with the head, beliefs, 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 what well, turns everyone off and then it closes their heart. Uh, we've flipped that paradigm and said, let's start with serving, open the heart, now we get to beliefs, we can share faith, share the love of Jesus through everything that we're doing, right? Um, and this leads to the third thing, we're servants, not saviors. We often go into these areas with a savior mentality, because we have, we have things that we can help you and we can do this for you, not recognizing that our city has been doing stuff. Guys, we live in a city, I've lived all over the world. This city, Toronto, is the city that, uh, I've never seen a city like this, that loves social justice, that loves volunteerism, that loves uh, the oppressed and wants to do something about it. Like, everybody loves that. All the companies in downtown are doing things. Like, Avogad, our church, he works at TD, and he has, like, a real important financial job. And for the last two months, they've asked him to fundraise for a charity. And he's like... But I have this job, and this job that I do makes you guys money. And they're like, no, no, no. We want you to focus on this charity for the next two or three months and raise a bunch of money for them. And he's confused, right? He's like, but, uh, and that's just our city. They want us to engage. They want us to do something. So when the church sits on the sidelines and, and if we're not doing anything, <clears throat> that says something to our city. And it doesn't say blessing. It says cursing. It's, it looks like by the mouth of the wicked, we're tearing something down, right? And so where are we? Where are we as a church? Church, where are you? Like, are, are you blessing our city or are you cursing our city? Are you part of the upright who is, by our blessing, will be exalted? Or part of the wicked, right? If you are cursing our city, if you're tearing down things, I don't know. You might be in the wicked category, not the righteous category. You might not be in the upright category. And because if we are upright, if Christ's righteousness has been given to us, then we are to bless. So here's a, here's a last scripture passage I'm going to walk us through. This is Galatians 3. Paul, Paul brings kind of blessing and cursing full circle here in Galatians 3. He, he brings it all together in Christ Jesus. He says this in verse 10. He says, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. That is our city. Our city is under the curse. They're under the curse, guys. We have been blessed only because of Christ Jesus, not of our own doing. And our city is under the curse. Verse 11. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. Ah, man. Do you guys live by faith? I mean, can you say I'm living by faith today? This is kind of an aside. (laughs) Can you say you're living by faith? If you can, well, I don't know if you're righteous. Because the righteous are the ones who live by faith. Right? Like, it's not, if you are righteous in Christ Jesus, you walk forward in faith. So that's, that's just a statement by Paul. 
which is also quoted from the Old Testament. So he says here in verse 12, But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Remember, we're still under the curse. In verse 13, Christ redeemed us. He rescued us. He reconciled us. He set us free from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So Jesus did it by not speaking against the curse. He did it by becoming the curse. This is, this is uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, right? Um, he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become what? The righteousness of God. And so he redeems us by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. That's out of Deuteronomy. And this is the, this is the cross. It's funny, you know, we, the cross has become a, a symbol of life now, but it was a symbol of death. It was a curse. It was a criminal's cross, right? And only Jesus can make that a symbol of life. Right? And, and now, you know, you think of Jesus being prophesied as, as uh, the king and the scepter in Genesis uh, 49 is prophesied to Judah and it says the scepter of the king shall not, uh, uh, shall not uh, go away from their tribe and it will be Jesus and, and his scepter is the cross. Right? He made that, that cursed symbol the scepter of the king. And so he became that curse for us and in verse 14, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, here's where it comes full circle, right? We're talking about curse. We're, we're all people who were at one time under the curse. If you're not in Christ Jesus this morning, you are still under the curse. That is not of your own doing, by the way. We're just born into it. We're just born into sin. Right? You are a sinner because you were born that way. And, and that's why we sin. And we are all just born under this curse. And Jesus came to rescue us. And you see here, Paul switches it to blessing. And he says, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. If we want to build our city, we have to bless our city. If we're going to bless our city... You have to experience that blessing in Christ Jesus. And he's the only one, right? Romans 3 says that uh, there's no one righteous, no, not one. But Romans 5 says that we have been given Christ's righteousness. And so that's what makes us upright. And guys, you have the power to bless. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, right? You have the power to bless the Lord, like, we receive blessing from God, we can bless Him. Right? So, you get to do that. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And then Romans 12 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. You have the power to combat cursing and persecution with blessing. And we are persecuted by our city in, in, in some ways, right? Like, you are, you, you can't really share your faith at work. You can't, Share your faith openly in, in um, maybe your neighbor, your neighborhood. You feel like, ah, we're oppressed. Guys, I haven't been in a city where I've felt so oppressed before. Like, you can feel the presence of something over our city. But guys, we are children of light. And we walk as children of light. And where we walk as children of light, the darkness flees. And so, 
We want to go out as the church saying, let's go, Jesus. We want to go out as a church blessing our city in order to build it up. Because when we do, we build up the church. We build up the church. We build up the bride of Christ. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your willingness, your obedience. Thank you that you've told us if we are willing and obedient, we will eat of the goodness of the land. We will know your presence. We will know your rest. We will know your shalom. And we just want to pray all those things over our city right now. And they can't experience that without us being you in this place. And you've placed each one of us here in this city for that purpose, for however long we're here. And so ignite in us a fire to do that. As Anne said earlier, we should be like, our feet should be off the ground. We're so excited about what you're doing. And I'm so encouraged by what you're doing in this church and the churches across the city. So give us a kingdom mentality when it comes to that, that we would be united in the same spirit, that we would all be disciples who engage society so that the church can rise up and see our city exalted to your glory, Lord Jesus. We ask in your name.